Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody. I'm Lou Dobbs. Welcome to The Great America Show. Truth, justice, and the American way on display every day, at least here. I know we're all dedicated to make sure that at least here becomes everywhere. And a lot of places in this country are desperate for truth, for justice, and the American way. The Marxist Dems and the deep state who are running this country right now, in league with the leftist national corporate media, are increasingly revealing themselves to be utterly mad. Not just neurotic or a little off, but absolutely sick mentally ill and in deep need of expert help and they live all over the country but mostly in democrat-run large cities chicago among them also new york city over the weekend not only was new york's mayor eric adams aide robbed at gunpoint but there were 52 shootings over the weekend that's up more than 60 percent from last year In Chicago, 68 people were shot, eight of them killed. Mayor Lori Lightfoot is without question out of her mind, and so is the majority of the city who put up with her mindless ineptitude and indifference to the deaths of her constituents, usually in a hail of gunfire. In D.C., the January 6th committee continues to commit crimes against truth and justice, The committee and its members are mad as hatters and hateful as hyenas. The Democrats are led by lying Adam Schiff, notorious not only for his role in both impeachments, but also for his vile leftist rhetoric against President Trump. And Jamie Raskin, also notoriously glib and bereft of decency and intellect, not oversupplied with manners either. But the Sunday shows put on shelves what once were GOPers, Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney. Perfect, perfect, I tell you, for the Sunday shows, because both are registered Republicans and are actually left of Chuck Schumer. Rhinos to the bone, dullards and useful idiots in service of the left-wing media and, of course, the Marxist Dems. Perfect, absolutely perfect. Cheney's big headline, it's possible the committee will make a criminal referral. Let's see now. Three years of FBI investigations of Trump, a special counsel, two failed presidential impeachments that produced absolutely no evidence of wrongdoing, and now we're supposed to believe these January 6th committee commie clowns will be in the sixth year of Democrat iniquity and vile purpose and that they would do any less. And Adam Kensinger on one of those Sunday shows saying there are big, big, I tell you, big witnesses eager to testify against Trump. The question is, would they tell more entertaining and preposterous stories as the witnesses who preceded them? The Marxist Dems are indeed a silly, inept, pitifully detached, psycho bunch who are comic in their 
we'll get Trump this time, really, we'll get him this time, honest mantra. Adding to the prospect of massive, possibly historic disaster at the polls this November, the impaired President Biden has been found out. Most American voters now know Biden to be significantly impaired and absolutely daffy in his efforts to come across even rarely as Campos Mentis. No wonder his job approval ratings are underwater in 48 of President Obama's 57 states. Our guest today is leading Republican pollster and political strategist John McLaughlin. John says the Republicans could hardly ask for better circumstances than those created by these Marxist dims going into the midterm elections. And he's here today with his monthly national survey, which is, as always, a fascinating look at our body politic. Welcome back to the Great America Show, John. I have to say, with all this talk about a huge historic Republican win in November, it seems like the generic congressional poll should have a, a an even bigger margin. Uh, as far as the Republicans, were, they were up 48 to 44, which is probably the highest they've been since 2010, uh, maybe even a little longer than that. But they're only at 48%, and there's, there's some hidden vote in there because in this poll, what the shocking numbers is 71% of all voters, and this is a 1,000 likely voters who intend to right. vote in November across the country, 71% say the country's on the wrong track. And that's the highest we've maybe ever had it because it's been fairly stable. When Obama was president, it was at two-thirds. Um, it, it went net positive at some point uh, after Donald Trump left the White House and left his legacy of a growing economy and vaccines. But then the, the, the wrong track under Biden over the past year has just gone up really badly. And the 8% that are undecided in their choice for Congress – uh, they actually have uh, um, they have a, a fifty uh, pardon me sixty six to ten. They think the country's on the wrong track, right? A and it's all it's all about Biden. For six months, Biden has had a forty one percent approval and a fifty seven disapprove, and two thirds sixty three percent disapprove the job that Biden is doing as president, who happened to be undecided for Congress. So the Republicans have a lead forty eight forty four, but they should be able to get two thirds another five or six points out of the eight that are undecided to give them a, a you know, 52, 53% of the national vote. And what you're concerned about is Republicans always find a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory. Exactly. And we have to be concerned about that because the Democrats really want to shift the agenda. I mean, the most distressing numbers were on the economy in the survey and this survey uh, was was just completed. It was out of the field on the 22nd. Um, and, you know, even though the Roe v. Wade decision had been leaked ahead of time, it was built into this. It was only 5% of the voters told us it was the top issue. Abortion was the top issue, both pro-life, pro-choice. Top issue was all economics. And right. and you have 80% of all voters say that the, uh, the economy is getting worse, not better. 56% already think we're in recession. Only 15% think the economy is getting better. That is the worst number we've ever had. And then the scariest number was uh, we asked people regarding inflation and high prices, if it's not affecting them, if it's had a significant impact on them, or it's had such an impact that they're, having, they're struggling to make basic ends meet and meet basic necessities. 42% of all voters told us they were struggling. American voters, 
in the across the United States, and it really hurt the working middle class and the poor. And 39% told us it's had a significant impact on them. So you've got people that are having trouble just buying gas, food, paying rent, paying medical bills, that they're struggling. And then you have another 39% that are telling us this had a significant impact on them. So they're putting off things like, you know, taking a vacation or, or, or changing their, what their routines at home, or, you know, maybe they're sending, you know, their, their students, at, you know, to, to a, a state school, not a private university for college or something, but, or, or they're taking loans or running up their credit card bills, but it's ha having an impact out of four or five Americans. And that's what's driving the numbers for the Republicans. And they could get even better if they knew what they were doing. Re recently with Newt Gingrich, we did a survey of 2000 likely voters back in May, where we identified 24 issue positions that the Republicans could articulate on economics, education, healthcare, immigration, crime, and moral issue positions. And we asked people, it was a, kind of an acid test for the Republicans. Would you vote? Would you be more likely to vote for a Republican candidate who espoused these positions? And what was amazing of it was that 44% uh, of all voters would be more likely to vote for the Republican on, on, on uh, 20 or more, 20, uh, 20 issues. Another, uh, Another group brought it up to 62%, what, what Newt Gingrich calls the new American majority, that they are 60% plus on uh, um, on the issues to, to vote for a Republican uh, where, it's, where it's 15 or more issues that they agree with them. And then there were persuadables of another 12% that uh, could be you know, gotten for the Republicans on another 15 issues. But then there was a core 25%, what we call big government socialists, uh, that we're never going to get. And they're, they're, they agree with Democrats on most issues and aren't going to vote for a Republican. But the opportunity, comparing that generic of 48% to the possible 62% of a new majority, new American majority that broadens, uh, you know, in effect, a, a coalition where there's a Republican base, but you're inviting independents and Democrats who are disaffected with their party to join your majority. And uh, it could be a historic opportunity for the Republicans if they go in the right direction on the issues versus, um, you know, figuring out ways to uh, just throw away this this election year. I mean, I mean, we have a, we have a great opportunity this year to retake the House and retake the Senate. And they need to do it on the issues. You know, I, you correctly uh, said that I was reacting to that generic congressional number because of my <laughs> my innate fear of the Republican propensity to to always find a way to screw up a vacant lot. Uh, but there's also the numbers that you have just gone through on the economy, on the disapproval of uh, of Biden uh, across the board would suggest to me that that number would not be 4%, but something like 8 maybe 10% in order to get to a wave election, a landslide in the midterms. Uh, am I being rational about that concern, or uh, give me your, your interpretation? I think you're being very rational, because what happens with some Republicans, they like to run on Democrat light, where, you know, the Joe Biden you know, from Europe is saying there that we're going to have to codify Roe v. Wade. 
And what's amazing about that is in May, we asked, uh, actually April, the end of April, we asked in our national survey, do you think uh, every human life has value and is precious? And 93% of all Americans agreed with that, that human life is important. And what, what we've seen in surveys over the past few years is the number of voters who are saying that there should be some reasonable restrictions on abortion because they're the sonogram generation, the people that have grown up, had their kids and raised their kids where they were going for sonograms and they can see that that's a growing baby. Uh, and in, in the sonogram in, in the mother, uh, not the birthing person, but the mother. And uh, they, they, you know, they are uncomfortable where, you know, you saw, I saw pupils where anything after three months they get uncomfortable with. Well, codifying Roe v. Wade, you know, in New York State, you can have an abortion up until the ninth month, till the time the baby's born. Um, and most states where, or, or states where most Americans live, California, Illinois, New York, they're not going to change their laws. They're controlled by, you know, pro-abortion uh, majorities. And, you know, the, but now they're going to have to discuss it. So whether the Republicans decide if Biden says we're going to codify Roe v. Wade, somebody needs to say to him, okay, if you're going to do that, what happens, you know, with a baby who can be born outside the womb and live? Uh, are you going to allow the abortion? Um, if it's not for the health of the mother or the health of the baby or whatever, you know, I mean, abortions are not healthy for babies. And the, so let him explain that. But he's using language that they want to divert away from the real problems that the United States has right now in terms of the economy, in terms of crime, in terms of the border. They, they, the they want to talk about war. It, yeah. The potential for, you know, and it could be world war three. I mean, China and Russia are not horsing around. I mean, right now, and I mean, Russia is just grinding down Ukraine and threatening Europe, threatening our allies. They, they're threatening, you know, because Finland. I mean, yeah. Biden was in Europe to get Finland and NATO and Sweden into NATO, and the Russians are saying they're going to take, you know, action against that. And then yeah. you get, and then you get uh, China. They're telling their generals and they're telling their their wealthy people to get their money out of the United States because they're afraid of sanctions, which only means that they've got plans on Taiwan. So, uh, and, so. and the South China Sea uh, yep. and uh, the Indo-Pacific region. It, it's just uh, we are looking at a president and an administration that simply doesn't seem to have the cognitive power. Forget the intelligence or the experience or talent, whatever it, you want to call it. They don't They don't have the basic smarts to see what's unfolding before their very eyes and the consequences of the policy choices they're making. Whether I, I mean, think about this. A year and a half after Donald Trump leaves office, they've rolled back the border security. They have rolled back uh, any restriction on uh, illegal immigration. Indeed, they're facilitating it, welcoming it. I mean, there's a welcome wagon waiting for them at that border that's utterly unprotected and private aircraft available to take them to the city, apparently, of their choice to do whatever they wish. We do know in California you can get food stamps now if you're an illegal immigrant. And so no one is being, I would say, miserly with uh, social uh, benefits for uh illegal immigrants. No one can accuse us of not being cheerfully uh, chumps uh, for the world. Uh, and 
and, and then when you see what Biden did with, uh, in fact, inviting Ukraine into NATO for a year before before he got invaded, uh, before Ukraine was invaded, uh, and then doing absolutely nothing diplomatically to dissuade Putin from invading while he knew full well through our intelligence that that's exactly what he would do. Uh, it, it's just bizarre uh, that now he wants to codify Roe v. Wade and people say, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, let's just let that roll. It's just one thing after another. Well, it's, it's, it's the same part as the mainstream media in the United States goes along with them. By the way, on, on your point about Biden, 58% of all voters in our last poll still say he should take a cognitive test to make it public. So, you know, and the Europeans, the Europeans, our allies over there are worried because they know he doesn't have what it takes. And, uh, you know, you can see from the people in the United States, we, we know he doesn't have what it takes. And, and even in a Democrat primary, when we put him in against a host of possible opponents, he only gets 23% of the vote. That's Lyndon Johnson territory during Vietnam. He can't run for re-election. Yeah. And, and even in his own party. And, uh, you know, he's, what's really bad is America is failing right now. And uh, the, the, we're not going to get relief until November when we get to vote uh, the Democrats out of control of the House. And the same thing in the Senate, hopefully. And uh, uh, a lot a lot is is resting on the Republican Party and our candidates, and that's why even with the remaining primaries, it's important to have the right candidates. So whether it's a, a governor's race, like I was working for Lee Zeldin in New York, and we just won that primary, so that we could beat Kathy Hochul and had the madness with cashless bail and uh, DAs who won't prosecute the law. Well, well, literally, moms on the Upper East Side of Manhattan are getting shot by stray bullets. It's 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 incredible what's happening where they want to take away guns from law-abiding Americans, but the gangs have all the guns they want. And, uh, you know, if you, you can, they have gang members on the streets where they're, they're not keeping them in jail. They won't, they won't, they won't make them post bail. Well, the Supreme court, I uh, did a great thing, uh, in rolling back the state's New York state restrictions on concealed carry. Uh, this wild, of course, the rhinos, the Mitt Romney rhinos and the Republican Party were aligning with Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden uh, to pass red flag laws and gun control legislation. Uh, it was, you know, it, it's it's really breathtaking to see uh, what the rhinos and the Republican Party are doing, because they that vacant lot, I said that they can easily screw up. Uh, these guys will be the ones uh, out there with the Mack truck uh, trying to do as much damage as possible. Right. And when you think about Senator Murkowski, she went along with that. And for those of us who have worked in Alaska, when you when we do polling around the country um, in Alaska, you need guns because there's not just it's not just criminals and bad people to the extent that you're by yourself and you just you just can't call 911 in Alaska and have anybody nearby. Uh, but also uh, uh, you've got wild animals out there and they're going to they're going to restrict, uh, you know, uh, people, their ability to have uh, guns that they need for self-defense. And well, and it's just it's just crazy. I mean. It's, it just doesn't make any sense for, like, Senator Murkowski to go along with what Chuck Schumer in New York wants. Yeah, it's, it's what an amazing alliance. And it's also a wonderful piece of left-wing intellectual consistency and integrity 
that they will accede to the possession of firearms in your home uh, for protection. But if you walk out in the streets of where a woman pushing a baby carriage uh, this morning was shot dead on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, uh, you, you know, I, I think it's about time people understand that there is reasonable reasonable uh, application of the same standards to your home as to your person. Uh, in New York, if you're not carrying a gun right now, uh, you're in the wild, wild west, and uh, you're not going to be the quick draw. That's absolutely right. And, and the voters are getting it. So that's why when you when you look at the polls right now, the Democrats are definitely very, very worried about the, the backlash that they're about to face in November. So, uh, um, so, so it looks very good in terms of basically the new American majority could be created if the Republicans decide to, to stand their ground on principle on the issues and basically, uh, uh, basically put an end to the policies that the Democrats have created. Well, I think America may be ready to rally around Kevin McCarthy, uh, who today came out uh, with a, a, a hard-hitting promise to the voters that he will, from the Intelligence Committee, he will take Eric Swalwell uh, and Adam Schiff off that committee. So help him God. Uh, oh. I mean, are you kidding me? It gets worse <laughs> and worse. What happened <laughs> to, to Adam Schiff? What happens to all these other people? He, he goes after one of the biggest numbskulls in the Congress, Swalwell. Oh, there's a big move. I mean, you should keep him around for comic relief. Uh, and Adam Schiff, you know exactly what you got. He's going to lie through his teeth when he you know, uh, brushes his teeth. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, and this is the big promise emanating from, you know, we're talking about Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich, contract with America. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, not a contract really, not really much of a motion. Uh, I'll... I'll go after Adam Schiff and Eric Swalwell. Good Lord Almighty. What do you mean? Well, I tell you what the voters want is like going back to Newt and going back to his new American majority project. One of the, one of the, on one of the economic issues that we asked, do you, are you more or less likely to vote for a Republican candidate who believes the best way to combat inflation, improve the economy and make things more affordable is to put money back in the pockets of workers and families by providing tax relief, creating jobs, better salaries, incentivizing businesses, helping small businesses grow. You got a 70% more likely. We've only got 48% in the generic ballot. If they're a new American majority voter in that 62% that we can get, it becomes a 92% more likely. And the persuadables, which is a, a lot of those voters are diverse. They're not in our coalition. They're not in the Republican Party. They're independents. They're moderates. We can get those voters. And then, you know, when we talk about energy, number two on the economic issue, and the reason I'm mentioning these is this is what Republicans need to be running on. This is yeah. stake. We don't, this is fundamental. This is, this is, you know, this is real, uh, this is real meat to a Republican agenda. And this is what they need to run on. When you say a Republican candidate supports common sense, diversified approach to domestic energy production, includes nuclear power, clean coal, oil and natural gas production, and renewable energy production from solar and wind to ensure energy independence and security uh, with reliable energy service and more stable and affordable prices, you got 69% more likely among all voters, 91% among the American majority, 60% among the more likely. Why aren't we running on that? 
Then we talk about I, number, I agree with number, and number three, a Republican candidate who believes government's reckless spending and debt is making inflation worse and making basic things like food and fuel more expensive for people. It's time for the government to act responsibly, live within a budget and get inflation under control and make it more affordable to live and raise a family. 69% more likely. It's the same. Uh, these are all in the same tier. 93% more likely among the new American majority voters. 59% among the persuadables. I mean, that's a real agenda that the Republicans should be running on and talk about the issues. I mean, the, the oh. next one, which is the same level, I got to just throw this in. Sure. It's Go. time to stop stealing from our kids' future and start paying down <laughs> the skyrocketing national debt that has continued to grow above $30 trillion. We can't afford to continue rec the reckless spending. 67% more likely. 91% with our new American majority voters, the persuadable voters, 51%. That's a, a platform. I mean, Newt Gingrich has a vision. He has a strategy. You know, candidates can run on this and they'll get votes. And then guess what? You have something to, for them to do once they get elected so that they have an agenda where the voters will reward them. Well, you also have in your poll, some pretty good numbers for a fellow by the name of Trump. Uh, I mean, he looks, he, he is stronger than ever. Uh, and I'm thinking the poll question you might consider, if I may uh, just see what you think of this. Do, do you want someone who is a, a nice tweeter or do you want someone who's tough enough to kick Putin's butt? You know, <laughs> right. maybe, maybe you could make that a little more elegant. But, I mean, that really is what we're talking about. Yes. And and what you're talking about is, in our poll, when we asked Republicans and independents who vote in Republican primaries nationally, would they want Donald Trump to run again? 70% said they did. And if he does run again, would you support or oppose him? They would support him 84 to 14 among Republican primary voters. And in a field of 13 candidates, he gets 59%. DeSantis, 15, 1, 5. 7% would go for Mike Pence, and Mitt Romney gets four. I mean, the, the rhinos get crushed. But then what's more important is if he were running in the general election, uh, he beats Joe Biden 49-44. He beats Kamala Harris 50-42. to It's not close. And this is, and by the way, this poll is modeled after the 2020 turnout. 51% of these voters told us they voted for Biden. And and there's more Democrats in it, 37 to 36, just like the exit polls. So Donald Trump, the buyer's remorse, really scares the Democrats, which is why they're fueling that kangaroo court, uh, uh, you know, the January 6th committee, that the Republicans should be railing at its, you know, illegitimacy every day. There's, you know, they're bringing up people. They're liars. I mean, right. It's, this is this is this is. That committee is a bigger joke than anything they've done uh, to Donald Trump in the past. This is now the seventh year. I, I mean, it's all been increasingly by degrees more preposterous than the preceding event. Uh, first, they had an FBI investigation and they framed a national security advisor. Then they had uh, another year of FBI investigations and then produced a knowing all the while that the Russia collusion disinformation campaign was exactly that, the big lie created by his political opponent, Hillary Clinton. But that was of no uh, consequence. And then you move into the special counsel for almost two years. 
an investigation there, two presidential impeachments, and now waiting for you on the other end is uh, your, uh, your uh, you know, going away present, the January 6th committee. These venal, lying, SO, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it, it's just the Democratic Party it should be reviled by every uh, decent American. Well, the problem with that committee is it's a real threat to democracy and it's a threat to the judicial system because they're going to, it's pretty clear that to stop Donald Trump, they want to basically have some sort of, you know, referral to the Justice Department that, I mean, they will try to indict a ham sandwich just like they did with the Durham thing. They'll, they'll bring it in Washington and then you'll have some sort of jury that'll be totally rigged against the president in the court with a, with a, political judge and uh that that is a prescription for trouble in the united states because people know it's unfair it's illegitimate and you know there's nothing democratic about it there's no trump supporters on that committee uh pelosi just totally bored him she's got liz cheney up there hugging the witness that is making up stuff that's hearsay that the secret service agents who guard the president said that they are willing to testify under oath that what she that witness that said this week is not true and they won't let them they won't let the secret service i mean everything has been politicized and yeah, but you know what at least the secret service this uh, the secret service let it be known that she was a lying whatever uh, this this is a group of cretins on that committee and they're bring and this is a Liz Cheney product uh, this uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, uh, who has a reputation, apparently, for this sort of thing. Uh, it, it is uh, remarkable that the national, I mean, I watch Fox News and their coverage, and there is Brett Baer talking about what a compelling case uh, they've made. Oh, and then there's Andrew McCarthy, former federal prosecutor, talking about, oh, this changes the ball game here. Are you kidding me? This is Trump is the only one who hasn't been proved to be lying in this entire thing. The FBI lies. The Justice Department lies. Everybody is lying in Washington, D.C., but Donald Trump. And they put this woman up to carry hearsay and rumor and nonsense. Uh, and, and meanwhile, they're asking if Donald Trump told the truth after all this time. This is a product only for the hopelessly stupid, this this committee and its hearings. Absolutely. And and you can see, I mean, people will, will recognize this is not fair, but when you were talking about Trump's polling numbers, you can see the backlash in this. I mean, he would, if there was an election today, he would destroy Joe Biden electorally and he would destroy him in the popular vote. And the American public, you know, like you said, you know, there's plenty of voters out there who will tell us, you know, I'm not going to follow his tweets. I'm not even going to listen to him. I'm not, I'm not going to watch his speeches or rallies. But you know what? I'll vote for him because they're tired of paying 5 or $6 for a gallon of gas, not being able to afford food. I mean, coming home with households going to the supermarkets once or twice a week, coming home with bills of $300, $400. And they're not on food stamps. These are working Americans, and they're, they're struggling. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump, when he was president, things were good, and they know it. And uh, that that's what's going to matter. We were strong. Putin was afraid to go into Ukraine. Um, you know, he was bringing American troops back from the Middle East, back from Afghanistan. We were back from energy. Europe. 
energy independent right back from europe and he was making our allies uh prepare for their own self-defense and i don't uh, think people realize right now john biden is putting more troops into the eastern flank of europe we already have 102,000 of our troops there do you know how many the europeans have ready for combat they've got 40,000 the population of europe is greater than that of the united states by 30 percent and they have an immensely wealthy economy they can't afford but they will not defend themselves they will not protect themselves and they won't spend a damn dime of their money they want how we're spending 50 billion dollars on ukraine what's wrong with this picture besides everything well the one thing's for sure i think when the american voters get to vote we will see their wisdom hopefully but we've got to stay on offense on these issues. We absolutely have to stay on offense on these issues. We have to have clear contrast with the Democrats on the things that matter most to the American people. And right now, uh, things are not good in the United States where you have seven out of 10 voters saying it's on the wrong track and you have 80% of all voters saying the economy is getting worse, not better. And they're feeling less safe and more insecure. Absolutely. I'm going to move away from the poll here in just a minute uh, to talk about voter uh, interest in electoral integrity, Biden family corruption. Uh, I want to talk about dark money in our elections. But first, I want to get the sense, because you're talking about a dominant position uh, and uh, prospect for President Trump should he decide to run. What is, as best you can discern, what is Governor DeSantis' uh, DeSantis's mo- uh, motivation uh, in putting up uh, these packs and preparing to run? Uh, it's a peculiar, it's, there's a lot of dissonance in that, the appearance of that uh, interest in running in 2024 on the part of the governor. Well, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I've worked for, as you know, I worked for president Trump and I continue to do work from today. So, uh, governor DeSantis, what I can see is he's preparing to run for reelection in Florida that he, you know, he's in a reelection campaign that he should not take for granted because there are plenty of polls that say it's close enough in Florida. And nationally, we did put his 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 name in the survey because he's getting so much media attention. Uh, but he was only 34 favorable nationally and 37 unfavorable. Outside of Florida, his image is mainly controlled by the mainstream media, who, although they may like to see him you know, nipping at uh, uh, President Trump in some of these straw polls or whatever, you know, uh, he 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 may enter into or other people may enter him into um they you know and nationally he doesn't have president trump's numbers or ability to win a national election so uh, uh and, and i think it would be a mistake to go too far ahead and you know basically look past his november election his re-election because He's going to have to face Charlie Chris, probably, who's been governor of Florida, who I knew years ago when Charlie was a Republican and was the political director for Connie Mack, who was a very good U.S. senator from Florida. Oh, man, yeah. you're going back a few years. Yes. Oh, quite a, well, it's the 20th century, 1988, yep. to be exact. <laughs> so, so. But, I, but I remember it just like uh, yesterday. <laughs> well, it was that was a close election too. You know, we sure. I worked for Arthur Finkelstein then, and we we had these ads about, "Hey, My buddy, gosh. you're a liberal," and it worked then. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Well, let's let's turn to something that, uh, if we may, 
the presence of dark money, I'm hearing from various people who uh, know what they're talking about, that they're seeing international money uh, coming into the, the United States. They think there's going to be a significant influence, that there's dark money in our elections, uh, including, you know, Zuckerberg put his dark money to work in the in the broad daylight and got away with it. George Soros, he works in the dark and the light. Uh, but there's all sorts of money uh, coming into our political system, and it doesn't seem to be checked in any way. You're thinking. Well, America, what, what our enemies do is they try to turn our strength into our weakness. And our, one of the greatest strengths in America is, is basically in the First Amendment, free speech, um, freedom of association. And, you know, we built a system of free and fair democratic elections that they're, they're now uh, corrupting. And we saw it in 2020, without a doubt. It's, you know, all, all those during the 2020 campaign, um, the Democrats put it in paper. I mean, David Plouffe works for Zuckerberg's foundations and he had written a book, a citizen's guide to defeating uh, Donald right. Trump. And they published it in March, you know, just as the pandemic was going on. And basically it was a blueprint to register more people that would have been Hillary Clinton type of voters in a handful of counties in the handful of States that would decide the electoral college. And then, um, you know, and then they were, uh, uh, then they, then they acted on that plan and with drop boxes and with the, you know, the COVID gave them a chance to create these emergency powers for governors so that uh, you, you know, they, they were in Pennsylvania. They, the, the signature verification uh, on no excuse absentees. It was created. So in Pennsylvania in Georgia with the drop boxes, they were, they were funded by Zuckerberg and put in uh Democratic areas to collect Democrat ballots so they could ballot harvest. They did the same thing in Wisconsin, same thing as Arizona, and Republicans didn't go along with it. In states where Republicans are smart, Texas, Florida, North Carolina, they fought and we won. And states where Raffensperger signed the consent order in, in September decree with uh, Mark Elias, you had a system created where it was prone to cheating. And now it's been well-documented, well-recorded, and they would like to do it again. We've been beating their efforts in, in places like New York and and, uh, and and in other states so we can have an honest election. But this dark money, uh, it's ironic because during the 2020 campaign, the Republicans at the Republican National Committee patting themselves on the back saying, we've got this great ground game. We're going to turn out the vote. Oh. And, and the Biden people, they're just spending their money on TV as well. They knew they had it all in nonprofits. They had all, and they, and by the way, Zuckerberg not only spent 400 million, he got tax benefits for it. It was, those went into C3s that our RS code says, well, it's for public education, so that's tax deductible. So not only do we make the corruption <laughs> legal, we allowed it. Um, it was also tax deductible for <laughs> so it's just um, and it hasn't been fixed and the Republicans you know they need to file FEC and IRS complaints and get this fixed otherwise you're going to see God knows where the money will come from you know I mean whether it's just Mark Zuckerberg or George Soros they're doing it again well Biden uh, the family corruption is is now well documented it, it, it's a I mean it is there we have a, an attorney general who won't 
uh, appoint a, uh, a special counsel uh, when we desperately need it to just to investigate Biden corruption. I, I, it's outrageous, don't you think? Well, I I, I think that's what the what, whether you have a special counsel. I mean, I'm not crazy about special counsels because they either because they're, they're basically, you know, uh, they they. There's no checks on them. There's no balance to them, and they and they've turned out to be very political. I think you need an apolitical justice department. You really need a professional law enforcement. Uh, uh, yeah, we moved agent. way by that, didn't right? We? Right. We need we you you want somebody that's incorruptible. Some you want people taking the leadership of the FBI, the Justice Department, that are that can't be corrupted and basically you know, just follow the law and, and where, where people break the law, they need to be prosecuted, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And there's a feeling right now that, that definitely in the polls that uh, it's, it's partisan and it's political. Oh, it is partisan. It is political. And the Department of Justice and the FBI are demonstrably and empirically uh, utterly and completely corrupt. Uh, Daryl Issa, Congressman Issa, says that Hunter Biden is a national security threat, point blank. Uh, Congressman Issa has gone through the laptop. Uh, he spoke eloquently, and uh, and I have to say his revulsion at what he saw couldn't be couldn't have been more obvious uh, or, or heartfelt. Uh, but the, what he read about uh, Hunter Biden in that uh, in that laptop, and what we know publicly. Why in the world is there not an outcry about this national security threat? A drug-addled addict uh, who has been making millions of dollars off his father's name and who has been, of course, uh, splitting the take uh, with his father, his uncle, uh, and others. It's, it's mainly because the mainstream media has been corrupted. During the 2020 election, uh, the you know the Democrats in the media because the de you, I mean you have when you look at NBC you've got Chuck Todd there a former Democrat operative running a lot of the things on what they cover and what their news is you have George Stephanopoulos at ABC you had you had Chris Cuomo Governor Cuomo's brother at CNN so the the, the Democrats have corrupted the media so they won't cover this so in 2020 on election day when we did our post election survey. Uh, um, Brent Bozell in the Media Research Center bought a question asking people if they were aware of the Hunter Biden laptop story that the New York Post broke that Twitter had censored and blocked from getting more coverage. They censored the New York Post. I mean, America's oldest newspaper that Alexander Hamilton was basically kicked off Twitter and they couldn't put their story out. But 36 percent of base of of the Biden voters did not were not aware of that story at all, and when we asked them if they knew about it, uh, enough thirteen percent of them would have changed their votes. So you would have had five percent of the electorate changing their votes, and Trump would have won. And they shut it down then, and they're shutting it down to this day. They won't yeah. cover it. What Daryl Issa, who's a very honest, competent, strong, and s smart. Uh, uh, member of Congress, what he's seen, uh, what he knows, because he's an intelligence expert, um, he knows that's a threat. And the media, the mainstream media won't cover it, and they won't probe. And there should be hearings on it, because, I mean, there's been stories in the foreign media, there's been stories out there that the oligarchs that had the Biden family on their payroll 
are not sanctioned. So you want to talk a good game and punish Vladimir Putin, but then if the oligarchs from Russia, uh, you know, had you, had the Biden family on the, on the payroll, they didn't get sanctioned. I mean, why isn't anybody looking into that? What did they pay for? What were what were they paying for when they had Hunter Biden on their payroll? Whether yeah. it was Russia, Ukraine, or China, I mean, th it's just the corruption is really bad and it's dangerous to America. Uh, well said, uh, and it's. I guess one of the most disturbing things is uh, when we talk about the corruption of the national media, at least for me, I'll speak only for myself. Uh, when you talk about ABC News and George Stephanopoulos, the corruption starts with the Disney Corporation, which owns them. Uh, when you talk about CNN, uh, that corruption began with AT&T, that it was its owner. When we talk about, uh, for example, NBC, that's Comcast that owns those news departments. They're following the leadership and the direction of those corporate owners. Uh, when we talk about the corruption of our national media, it is the corruption of our national corporate uh, corporatist media, and that means the corruption is corporate, uh, whether it's Comcast, whether it's AT&T, uh, whether it is uh, Disney, uh, as we go through this. It is, it is a national... It, it, it's, first of all, it is a national security threat, the fact that our national media is so compromised and committed to the left. Because when people figure it out, the left in this country has moved decidedly authoritarian. Uh, there is no question about that. And authoritarianism is, and Marxism, does align perfectly with Russia and with China. Uh, and we have now, and, and President Trump had to live with it. Uh, Wall Street and corporate America and its news outlets were more aligned with President Xi and communist China on the issue of tariffs, international trade, on uh, national security, and uh, President Trump's insistence that there be free navigation uh, on the seas, including the South China Sea and the Strait of Taiwan. Uh, it's, uh, it's a miserable moment because we have people who will not see what is before their very eyes. Couldn't could not agree more. I mean, would, and the voters are seeing it, and that's why the Democrats are worried about the trend. Because what they're really worried about is that the people of the United States, if there, if we have free, fair, honest elections, where uh, where basically you got to show up in person to vote, or you have to have a voter ID that they can't meddle with, the heartland of America is going to have such a backlash. For, for the people that are basically exploiting them right now, uh, taking away their wealth, taking away their savings. I mean, in that national poll I was talking about, only 48% of all voters have savings of $5,000 or more in their IRAs, their 401ks for their retirement. That's a what percent? 48%. 52% do not have any savings for retirement. And, and the voters, when you look at who's struggling now, I mean, it is the middle class of America, and we know we're being exploited for these globalists around the world. And you pointed about Disney. I saw an article in Breitbart last week where Disney stock is down 50% yeah. since they started these woke policies. Well, you know what? That's because middle America is saying we don't want to go to movies that give us a moral lecture that we disagree with the values. And so whether you're Buzz Lightyear or whomever – 
you know, the, the voters of America are smarter than you. On the other hand, they like the Top Gun story where they do see a Chinese nationalist flag on Tom Cruise's, you know, back that it's not the communist Chinese flag, but it's basically the flag of Taiwan. They think that, that, that you know, our history and our values need to be protected. So, so it's come, come November you know, we, we have to make changes. I mean, this is Buzz light. I, I guess the great comparison is uh, buzz light year, uh, where they got rid of Tim Allen, uh, as, as the voice of, uh, a buzz light year. I'm talking like I'm an right. expert on buzz light year, <laughs> uh, but it put Chris Evans, uh, and it pancaked at the box office. Yes. It yes. just was a disaster because people knew what they were doing. Right. Uh, they're playing politics at every level in Hollywood. And it's all Marxist, left, Democrat politics. I want to I want to say, John, as always, it's a pleasure talking with you, and I appreciate your time. We all do. Uh, and as always, you get the last word here on the Great America Show. Well, the, in in the realm of the last word, we have till November eighth. So right now, this primary is coming up. People need to keep voting in primaries, vote for the candidates they agree with their values, um, and get ready to vote in November because we need to send a message that things in the United States either have to get better, we have to get stronger, uh, and there's no, there's basically no, uh, uh, there's no other choices. We have no other options. Well said, as always. John McLaughlin, thanks for being with us. We appreciate it so much. God bless you, and thanks again. Thank you for the opportunity. Keep getting the truth out. And we will keep doing our best here to get the truth out. John McLaughlin, a great American. Thanks, everybody, for being with us. Tomorrow here we'll be talking with John Solomon, founder and chief editor of JustTheNews.com. Please join us for that right here on The Great America Show. Till then. God bless you, and God bless America. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.